This is the Moms Are Not Alright podcast. If you are a returning listener, thanks for coming back. If you are new, hello. I'm a mom just talking about my life as a mom in my room, on my phone. And sometimes I cry when I'm talking. (laughs) I can't help it. I try not to. Well, I don't try that hard. But anyway, this week I want to talk about mom guilt. Which, when I googled the definition, it said, Specific feelings of guilt mothers experience that relate to their role as a mother and their ability to meet their children's needs. It can sometimes lead to feelings of shame or inadequate mothering. But before I get into it this week, I wanted to read some responses I got from my post on Facebook and in my stories on my social media. I asked people, followers, um, or mothers, what is the biggest learning or surprise you experienced as a mother? I got some good responses in my inbox. I want to read them. So first one that I really liked is from Ashley S. She wrote, I could probably write a long list. My main ones would be, number one, Not everyone is going to follow you into the next stage of life, and that's okay. I love that you added that. It's okay. (laughs) Number two, accept help when it's offered. It may not be the way you would do it, but it's going to take a load off your plate, and it's not a bad reflection on you to accept it. Love it. Number three, nothing lasts forever kids stages, feelings, stressors, etc. It's all temporary. So true. I always say this to myself because it can be either a good thing or a bad thing that everything is temporary. The next one is so relatable and I feel like I complain about this a lot. And this one's from Kate V. The never-ending repeat of making food, planning food, Throwing food, wasting it, always having to remember to have some snack prepared for on the go. Just basically being a part-time chef. So fucking true. I was going crazy during quarantine because of this. Just inside all day, making food literally all day long. I literally decided to take up intermittent fasting so that I didn't have to think about food like it's just it was so time consuming so I also got a lot of responses by a lot I mean like five but they all had the same kind of theme um which surprised me a bit but uh it was that they realized when they became a parent how judgy they were as non-parents and I thought that was so relatable um i'll read two examples this one's from lauren m oh my god i was such a know-it-all before i had kids i was sure my kids would never talk back would never use screens and i couldn't believe other parents i saw couldn't control their kids eye roll emoji uh laughing so hard they're crying emoji (laughs) and um The next one is, I used to judge people for saying they couldn't do stuff because it was their kid's nap time. I am that mom now. 
do not invite me anywhere between one and three, and I plan my entire days around nap. Otherwise, I'm the fool dealing with the cranky kid who is overtired and won't go to bed. Michaela W. And here are some comments from my personal Facebook page. Natalie wrote, I wish, have under- I wish I would have understood more that though books are knowledgeable, it isn't how everything works or goes. Each child is unique and just because something says it's best doesn't mean it's best for you or your situation. Like I thought I wouldn't bond with my baby because breastfeeding is pushed so much in books and says that it's the best way to bond. But yet, here we are, absolutely fine, and I'm certain we have a great bond. I'm certain too. Deidre, who I met blogging for the local hospital, wrote, I've learned that they are who they are, so it's our job only to help them enhance that. We don't get to direct, only guide. Love it. And this one is from my sister from another mister that I loved because I have a whole ass episode on not caring about being fuckable anymore. She writes, an interesting finding for me was the change in what I found important. Before giving birth, putting on makeup before I left the house was important to me. I spent way more time being self-conscious in front of the mirror when getting ready every single day, before work, before a date, before errands. Then I gave birth in front of basically strangers and my boyfriend. Multiple people are looking at parts of you you have never even seen before. You literally poop on a table while screaming. And then magically, I didn't care about having eyeliner on in front of my boyfriend anymore or at the grocery store with my new baby. I hear a lot of people describe the lack of care in your appearance after kids as negative, but I find it liberating. How others perceive my looks isn't as important of a thing to me anymore, and it was a nice change I gained with motherhood. So true. Thank you everyone who contributed a thought, feeling, or experience. I appreciate it, and I'm sure those listening do too. So this week, I'm talking about mom guilt, which I personally feel like is different than ordinary guilt. Like, it's so specific to being a mom and feeling like I am momming wrong or that I'm, like, wronging my kids in some way. (laughs) And I was explaining it to a friend who doesn't have kids, and she was so confused by it. Like, couldn't understand... And the more I explained, the more I realized I think it might be rooted, like, in worry. Everything I said to my friend, I could have probably switched out the word guilt for worried. And the everything I was saying would probably still make sense. And even in my voice, the more and more I explained it, the more and more, like, the tone I was talking in, it was like, moving towards like a panic. (laughs) So I feel like the unofficial definition for mom guilt is like worried, like worried you're going to fuck up your kid. In last week's episode, I talked about this like little gray cloud that I feel like is just always looming over me. As a mom, I'm faced with 
100 decisions about someone else's life every single day. And through all the decision fatigue, I also have to assess and try my hardest to make the least negative impact on this person with all the decisions I decide. There are a lot of chances for me to fuck something up just like every single day. And thinking about that, it's like, man, shout out to first responders who are also parents. And that's your reality at home and at work. Like, I just kind of worry about it at home. My job that I do 40 hours a week is not life or death. So I can't imagine adding all that time on top of my already worrying if I'm like destroying someone's life and like making all those decisions. Um, it must, it sounds exhausting, you know? So shout out to people who work in those situations. And most times, like in my life at home, it's a case of assessing like the lesser evil. I'm not even picking a good or bad choice. That would make my life easier. I'm choosing between like two relatively good choices or two relatively bad choices. And a lot of times I can't just make a decision and be done with it. A lot of times the decision I make will impact the trajectory of the entire rest of the day or more. Or something will happen that will make me question if I made the right choice. One of my guilty feelings that has been strong the past couple weeks, really being brought out by baseball, is guilt for having a second kid. Not really regret, but I feel like my first has less of me to give him because I added another life to care for in the mix. I'll explain. So this week we had a game and it started to rain. And that does not mean they cancel the games, unfortunately. I learned that the hard way, hiding under a tree in the rain while my youngest got soaked and muddy and I had no extra clothes and he was crying. Whatever. The sun came out. Everything dried. We survived. The next week, I pulled up to baseball. It's raining. I am trying to avoid a repeat of the rain game from last week. And I'm thinking like, what the heck am I going to do with my youngest? So we're either going to have to sit in the car, I guess, or like walk around and get soaked. I didn't really, I couldn't decide. I didn't decide. And then we pulled up and I looked in the back seat and my youngest fell asleep. So I was really relieved. The problem seemed to sort itself out. I got to work looking up stuff to talk about for future episodes. My youngest was napping. My oldest was warming up for his game. All was well, and I was happy. It was a day where everything just, like, seemed to align. Then the sun came out, and my youngest woke up shortly after that. We were probably, like, I don't know, 20-ish minutes into the game. So we went to sit on the bleachers to watch, and I brought a bunch of stuff for my youngest to do because I knew this field didn't have a park. If I wanted my youngest to stay put and to not make this miserable, he needed something to occupy him. So the coach 
walks by, he sees us, and he says, Oh, did you see Cohen's catch? It was awesome. And then it hit me like a fucking bag of bricks. Like, I had to say no. No, I didn't see my son's amazing catch. I was sitting in the car with a sleeping brother. And I felt horrible. There it was, the rain cloud. Literally and figuratively. I'm just feeling sad for my son. Because he doesn't get this present baseball mom that like roots for him in the stands and seizes every move or who knows what the rules are and like what's going on he never knows if I'm actually sitting there watching or not like mentally I'm always physically there but it's always just me and his little brother at every game and if I'm busy tending to the four-year-old and trying to keep him quiet and busy then I'm not like really there And that means my oldest has no one watching or cheering for him. It makes me really sad, you know? Like, he deserves someone cheering for him. I want that for him. Who wouldn't? And so now I'm sitting there thinking, like, is this gift? Gift is in air quotes because it's not always a gift. I feel like people forget the downside of siblings and family dynamics. But is this gift of a sibling worth me not being able to watch his games maybe or maybe it isn't right now but it might be later but maybe it's too soon to tell really and to top it off to add to the guilt my youngest also plays baseball and he gets the fully present both mom and dad there watching him the whole time experience because I don't have another child to attend to while he's playing. And his practice happens to be on the day that both my husband and I don't work. And I want that for my oldest too. He deserves it too, but it's just not his reality. And something that really stands out to me is that like same time frame There was like a post in my local's mom's page and it was about, it was by a mom, she posted anonymous and she was feeling guilty that her kids did not have siblings. And I don't know, I feel like I see it a lot or people saying they don't really want another kid, but the want for their current kid to have a sibling outweighs the negatives they're feeling. Like, I feel like people post about it like it's an injustice to only have one, when that's absolutely not true. There are pros and cons to each. The way I see it, like, the single kid will get more attention and probably have more resources and a more peaceful home life without fighting and siblings and, like, more dynamics. If the child does have siblings... They get a potential friend for life with less conditions than like a regular friend. And they might be entertained more and learn to have to get along with, you know, other personalities. And that's not saying a single child won't, but there are pros and cons to both. There are so many ways everything can fall into place. And when we decide, I feel like the wonder and debate and pros and cons list just doesn't go away no matter what we choose. 
or I may feel really secure in a decision. For example, we will say having an only child because I was just talking about it. Like you might be like, yes, I am having an only child. But then your child might say, oh, I wish I had a sibling. And now you're spiraling and reliving the decision making process you thought was over. Or vice versa. My oldest will say, I miss when it was just you and me. Or, oh, why do I have to have a little brother? He's so annoying. And I remember feeling that way about my siblings too at like certain points in my life, like middle school. But then if I yell at one of them, the other one is yelling at me, like sticking up for their brother. And it's like a team and they really band together. So then I'm like, hmm, maybe they do love each other and we'll get this like life teammate that I was hoping for. It's always such a damned if you do, damned if you don't. So another guilt that baseball is bringing out in me is that because it's like multiple nights a week, we are at some sort of baseball field for hours. It's like four days a week we're at baseball. I have been hitting up McDonald's drive through a minimum of one night a week. The only one night off this week was Tuesday. And go figure, it was the night my husband was home, which makes me think of another guilt. But I'll talk about it after I finish this thought. But I feed the kids before baseball. It's usually on the go. I'll make food, put it in containers, and they have to eat in the car on the way to the game. Then we have the game, and by the time we get home, it's 8.30 at night, and they want to eat again. Sometimes I don't even have time to cook dinner before we go because I'm working. So, yeah, I'm hitting up McDonald's on the way home, and apparently a lot of people are in the same boat because the line is always so long at this time and sometimes I recognize the people in line but I have become that like stereotypical busy mom with fast food and rushing and stressed and working and mom's gotta work I can't play right now I sometimes feel guilty that my kids don't have that like stay-at-home mom with the homemade meals at the dinner table and possibly less frantic because I don't have several places to be at one time or like somewhere I need to be all throughout the day and if one thing goes longer than planned the whole timeline for the rest of the day is now compromised not to mention the food I'm making before the game is like quick food like hot dogs or Ilio's pizza or something like I don't I do I just don't have the time for like all the things like something has to give and my job is not the first thing on the chopping block I can't do everything I need to do every night by myself so I have to outsource something and usually that's food because that also means I'm not spending the time grocery shopping like I typically would or prepare and cook and eat the food like we might have before if I don't have time to do things I need to pay and outsource it and either way it's all getting done all the things I need to get done do get done the kids eat they do their sports I work I have a car to drive them wherever they want to go the world is turning and I don't know why I focus so much on how 
like on the how of how it's all getting done versus just like celebrating that it's getting done, I guess. But I don't know. Doing all the stuff that I'm doing for my kids, like I didn't even really experience that growing up. Like there's so much to be grateful for, but it's hard to not feel bad about the downside sometimes or think about the other way it could be or compare or like romanticize things. Like I have this idea about like us being a stay-at-home mom, like cooking full meals, like not rushing around, but that's not true either. You know, like I just have this idea in my head, which some of my best friends are stay-at-home moms and it's not, you know, they're busy too. And it's like, are my kids actually scarred for life? If it was up to them, they would eat McDonald's every fucking day if they had the choice. They are more than okay with what's going on. But I know it's not a great thing to eat all the time. Like, is their life expectancy decreasing from these couple of very heavily fast food weeks? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe this is all fine. But maybe it's not, and maybe I am shaving years off their life every baseball season. (laughs) So the other thing I feel a lot of guilt over that I thought about and coming back to it is that my husband works nights, and I work days. So many weeknights, it's just me trying to make all the things happen for the kids. It's a lot for one person, and we have kind of set it up that way on purpose so that someone's always home and we could skip out on the daycare bill. But if we paid for daycare and my husband was home more nights to be present and help me with the after-school activities, we would have to make other sacrifices that I'm sure I would end up feeling bad about as well. So sometimes it feels like, what's even the point of worrying or feeling bad? Like, no matter what I decide... It's never just going to be settled and fine. Like, there's always going to be something. If I am running late on a Zoom meeting and pick up my son a couple minutes late from school, uh, that, like, little rain cloud shows up, and it lingers for the rest of the night. And then I'm sitting there like, oh, I should just quit my job. Like, I bet kids with stay-at-home moms don't have to worry if mom will be there when they get out of drama club, but then the alternative will be, you know, will the kids even be able to do these extracurricular activities that I'm showing up a few minutes late for? Or will they be able to go on vacation? And will I be more stressed because we don't have as much money? Like, what situation is worse? I don't know. And I think that's when I start to consider my own needs like some things sometimes I'll it won't just be like oh what's better for the kids but what's better for me my relationship the family dynamic like my stress levels which indirectly but directly might impact them And I think when I start considering myself and my husband, and if that possibly goes against what the kids would want to do, like, that's where some, like, real internal turmoil will start to kick in for me. 
I sometimes worry I won't ever be able to just like chill and accept life as it is and like move through the world with a decision and accepting it and I don't know I want to know what it's like to not always be thinking like what if or thinking of how I can make things better and I feel like guilt feels like it feels like I'm not in the moment it feels like I'm wishing for decisions and outcomes like in the future or like regretting and thinking about decisions I made before I'm not just doing something in the moment and being there and like experiencing whatever is happening right there because I can't really I can't really change things or dictate outcomes I just have to like or I always worry if what I know right then is not the same thing I will still think in a different time. So I just try to do my best in the moment. I don't know, saying this all out loud kind of sounds a little like anxiety to me. <laughs> like if you look up anxiety, it's like this worry about future. Um, I don't know. I I feel like with me personally, I made such horrible decisions in life not knowing they were horrible at that time like I made decisions based on what other people told me people I trusted like elders opinions who were very misguided and I didn't know that or I've chosen people to be in my life that have wronged me and lied to me and I feel like my life up until like the past like seven or eight years has left me questioning everything, like wondering all my options that I didn't know existed or wondering what is real and what is not. Like what is something I thought when I was younger that it actually wasn't even true. Just questioning things I never would have before. Like I thought everything was all figured out. I also experienced being... <clears throat> parented in the 90s and thinking my parents knew it all and were doing all the right things and as a kid you think your parents know best and are smart and are valid because they're adults and I really do feel like at the time they were doing the right thing at that time they really thought they should or were doing what was best or they were doing what they were taught or what their parents did because there was not Facebook groups to ask questions and hear other people's perspectives. <coughs> Information was not available like it is today. Your family was all you had for reference. And things I experienced were appropriate at the time, but looking back seems like not the best idea. And that realization, I think, is making me just question everything and wonder what I am doing today that might be considered harmful later. And on the other side of the coin, the information overload of our time seems like it can be causing me more of a headache than it's actually freaking worth. I mean, I'm grateful for Facebook groups and amazing Instagram pages that I learned so much from and the internet and people I've found on the internet. It's 
the internet has truly changed my life like my perspective on things like has taught me so much like I really do feel like my life has changed for the better because of the internet but I almost feel like I am in an information overload and it's causing me to also maybe not make the best decisions or just like ignore everything especially when I hear information from two professionals like two what seems like valid like career people like it seems like how can two professionals in the same field have two very different opinions with conflicting viewpoints so for example this was brand new I just saw this and my mind went spiraling I thought mouthwash being a good thing was like an absolute a fact something that wouldn't really need to be debated but the internet was interneting the other day and I came across a reel of a dentist or like a doctor saying he does not use mouthwash because it ruins the nitrate oxide in the body I could be saying that wrong and like the nitrate won't get to your blood and because like there's none in your mouth the mouthwash kills it and that messes with your sleep and inflammation and everyone is operating in a deficit and now here I am questioning mouthwash sometimes I just feel like I'd rather not fucking know and I do go on breaks because from the internet because I just don't have the energy in brain space to be fucking thinking about mouthwash when I'm trying to go to bed at night like worrying about you know like here I am like maybe we shouldn't use mouthwash and worried because my teen uses it he has his own bottle (laughs) I'm in some like natural dentist dental pages some organic pages some non-toxic mom pages and even on those threads people will be contradicting each other and I just never know who to believe I'm in a couple ADHD and sensory Facebook groups and people post supplements and tips and tricks all the time that I try out because they all swear it works and I am worried I am harming my kid because I'm listening to some stranger on the internet with like a personal testimony but if I don't try something Am I wronging him by not attempting to do anything and, like, letting him suffer through? And also his doctor's like, yeah, maybe we'll see when he's five. Like, he's too young to do anything. And I just feel like it's that damned if you do, damned if you don't again. My recent attempt with all those things was um, with the Chillax Ollie Gummies that, like, 50 people commented on this thread that, you know this gummy works better than Adderall. So I was like, oh, okay, uh, let's give it a shot. Like, I don't know, there's a lot of people here advocating for this and it's like lemongrass and magnesium and something else natural. But did I notice a difference? Absolutely not. I'm gonna keep trying. I mean, I bought them, I have them, and I feel like magnesium is probably helpful. But I'm just 
fucking sick of all that. Like, I'm just sick of never knowing and having to, like, make these decisions that I don't even know a lot about and the internet just, like, scaring me. I also constantly feel guilty being a working mom. Like, I can never be 100% all in at work or 100% all in at parenting, like, at the same time. Something always needs to be sacrificed. And I feel like I'm constantly needing to decide which one it will be. And it's easy to say, oh, obviously your family comes first. Yeah, but if I choose my family all the time and the work starts to slip or I make my boss mad, like, that is actual danger to my livelihood. Like, my fight or flight responses turn on. And I'm I'm just not the employee that can work late. Like, I have a baseball game to get to, you know? I have kids screaming for dinner in the background of my Zooms that end at 5 o'clock. And I have three times as many doctor's appointments and dentist appointments that I need to take work off for than my non-parent co-workers. I can't just take spontaneous work trips on a whim like some of the other people I work with. And... I don't know. I'm just really not as good of an employee than someone without any kids. Like, while I'm actively parenting, I should say. I think when I don't have kids running multiple people's lives and a home and finances and all the things successfully will be a great skill to have and will get me far and companies will benefit from. I just can't really utilize it right now while I'm, like, actively in the throes of motherhood. But like you wait corporate America, I'll be a fucking powerhouse in like 10 years. <laughs> Just give me 10 years. And you'd think because I'm not prioritizing work all the time, that might mean I'm not missing a beat at parenting. But no, I'm still missing a beat there too. Like last week my son had a Beetlejuice field trip or maybe it was 2 weeks ago at this point, but I had to go to San Francisco for work. And he wanted me to be a chaperone. And I had to tell him, like, I can't. And I was kind of bummed. I really wanted to be a chaperone for this. It seemed so fun. And he went like, ugh, you never chaperone. And ugh, gray cloud there again. I also had an incident where I was running a Zoom meeting. That doesn't really happen often. I'm usually just kind of like in the background. But it does happen sometimes where I have to be the one, like, talking. And there was many people on this call. It was really important. And, of course, my oldest calls me and he says, Oh, student council was moved to today, so I'll need a ride home. I had no warning. It was, like, hours before this, like, very important meeting. And then I also had my youngest baseball pictures. And we had a game to get to after that. And and then I had this Zoom meeting and... Since my son wasn't coming home, I had to, like, pack up all his baseball stuff to, so he could change in the car. And it was just very messy. I ended up calling my dad and my mother-in-law to help me. Like, I can have it all. I can have a job. I can have a family. But not at the same proficient, proficiency and, like, same velocity as if I was just focusing on one of those things at a time. And that's something I have to live with because the effects of not working 
might also cause a bunch of stress and turmoil about other things in my life, like not having money to go on vacations or not having the financial independence I have right now. Like my kids might have a mom to chaperone the field trip, but now I might not have that $75 per person the field trip cost to go on, you know? which was so much money. It's the most expensive field trip ever. But to me, like, after thinking about this and planning out this week's episode, it seems I am just, like, worried about the future, I think is what it all boils down to. Maybe I'm missing something, but I've thought about this a lot. And it's like I'm worried about what my kids will turn out to be, what I will turn out to be, what my husband, home, job will turn out to be. And I hear worrying does not go away when your kids get older. And I don't, I can't say for certain, but I do feel like my worry is a little more intense with my oldest now than it ever was before. So I'm sure as he gets older and starts driving and getting more independence, if he starts like drinking alcohol or something, it's just going to get worse. So I'm trying to get a grip on it now so that I'm prepared for when shit, like, really hits the fan. I know journaling about the present and listening, or, like, you know, listening to the, um, meditating on, you know, YouTube videos or listing out gratitude for the things that I have right now can help with being present and can help lessen anxiety and maybe that's what I need to be doing more of to make this rain cloud of guilt that just like hangs around me I don't know a little less heavy I also feel like my worry is rooted in being a bad mom like if I'm a bad mom that might hurt my kids and that might make me look bad but really what I My real fear is, like, how will the relationship with my kids be in the future? How will their relationships with their future families be affected by, like, what I'm doing right now? I don't know. All I can really do is just be here now and connect with them now and show up as much as I can now, even if I miss some things, like a really great outfield catch. I do feel like I was raised a certain way and still turned out the way I am. If I was able to become the person I am right now under harsher conditions, I think at like the bare minimum, my kids will be better than where I am today when they get to this point. And that comforts me. I really do grip onto that sometimes. So I hope it pans out that way. I feel like my son is so much smarter and mature and than I was at his age. And I feel like my relationship with my kids is strong right now. I don't see the situation taking a dire turn for the worse, but you really n- never know. Like, I also didn't think I was, like, harming them by using mouthwash, you know? When I have days where I get shit done... I'm getting everyone where they have to go. They are fed. They are bathed. And I picked up my prescription. I finished the laundry. I'm laying in bed at night like, hell, yes, I killed it today. You know, 
it's great. I'm on cloud nine. But then there's days where if I fuck up one thing, I am like spiraling and questioning my ability, not just as a mother, but like in every aspect of my life, like it can flip in an instant. It doesn't take much. It makes no sense to me. Like, I think I might have to work on my confidence or I don't know if maybe as I keep making decisions and the more they come out good to kind of counter all the bad decisions I made in my 20s that did not come out good. I'm hoping that my confidence might grow. I also feel like my confidence just gets better as I age. I don't know if I like learn more or just like things like my ego kind of disappears as I get older. I'm not sure. But I'm starting to have enough proof that my worries and my fears are not really supported as much by my reality. Like, I prove to myself all the time that I can handle a lot. You know, like I do more good. I have more good days than bad. And I just need to remind myself of that more often, I think. I do journal I have like a gratitude journal that I think my sister got me, but it's, I always use it like in times of crisis, like I'm already there and I'm using this as like, I'm just doing whatever I can, anything I can to feel better, but maybe I need to be more consistent in like the quieter moments. And I also started this podcast to like sort of be like a journal, like put my thoughts out there in a more like organized way and hopefully get comments back that might make me think in a new way or that might just make me feel like these problems are not unique just to me. Because if many people have a problem, there is likely an answer for it somewhere. But buried in all those Facebook groups, I'm going to find the golden ticket there one day. You wait. Anyway, thanks for listening to me. I hope everyone had a good Mother's Day. I hope you all start this week thinking about your wins, your pros, and less about your cons. Maybe start a journal. Maybe write like 10 things that you think, you know, you're really good at. Or 10 things that you're super grateful for. And if you do that and you notice that you feel better, keep doing it. I think that's going to be my plan for the week. Uh, Next week, I think I will talk about consumerism. But that could change. I have a couple episode ideas. And we'll see where the week leads me. What inspires me. Uh, If you see me at baseball this week... (laughs) give me a hug I probably need it um happy Monday I hope you have a great week I'll talk to you soon